an inexperienced person sometimes doesn't know their limits and sometimes doesn't know um, what their body's feeling when they're doing it until the next day or you know two days later when they can't walk and that's where I used to try and avoid challenge and avoid failure and, and those sorts of things which in the end led to the biggest challenge of my life and you know, the biggest failure of my life where I, I had to learn from <laughs> yeah 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 culminated yeah I always avoided them which just culminated and added up to that big point um, so yeah it, it's quite ironic but yeah that's the way the world works isn't it <laughs> they're going too hard too soon with trying to do three four five sessions in a week from coming from nothing to to stepping up to that level it, it's not sustainable mm. and yeah i'm big on sustainability and, and making sure that what they do now they can see themselves doing in 10 years time hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the movement therapy podcast the podcast where we help you return to the gym and stay there so i've got Special guest, special guest here, Glenn from Brighton Group Fitness and PT. Me and Glenn go quite far back, okay? Thanks for coming on board, man. Really happy to have you, man. So, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's, um, I mean, first, when I, when I see your face, I always think about that time when I um, was doing that Wim Hof, uh, you had an event for Wim Hof, a Wim Hof event, and... Um, I lasted about a minute and 30 in that ice bath. I thought I was doing all that, um, the cold showers leading up to it, I was doing the meditation stuff. I thought it was a bit of a star. Jump up to neck first. Man, what a traumatic experience for me. I had to get out of that was tough. That was yeah. tough, man. So yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's where I first met Glenn. And how long ago do you think that was? Ah, uh, stopped doing those events about three, just over three years ago. Three so, years, yeah. Been yeah. over that. Yeah, so that was probably about when you kind of. Anyway, we'll, we'll go a bit deeper into that later. But let's just we'll get you to just to introduce yourself. Like, um, so tell me a little bit about what what you do currently. Yeah, cool. Right. Um, so currently, Brighton Group Fitness and PT, like Adam said before, yep. is is my business, my passion, my love at the moment. Um, we do outdoor group fitness mainly and one-on-one -on -one mobile PT as well. So, you know, go around our clients' houses, local parks, that sort of thing, and, and just get people moving and, and that sort of thing, um, just to get them on the right track, really. Cool, cool. And yeah. how long have you been running that for now? Been... I've been over three years. Oh, three years? Yeah. Yeah. So prior to that, you know, I was doing one-on-one um, -on -one PT out of good life and, and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, just evolved into what I enjoyed most, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're doing, sounds like you're doing really well. Sound, we are just talking for just how busy he was. So um, tell me a little bit a bit more with the people that you come and see there. What, what, what's the age group that usually come to um, these group fitness activities and stuff? Yeah, so our average age is 49. Um, so, you know, you're almost that 50 yeah. range. Yeah, yeah. We've got clients in their 70s. Uh, our youngest, I think, is... Well, my youngest one-on-one -on -one client is 14, I believe. Oh, cool. So, you know, we've got a, quite a range there. Yeah. Um, but our, our core group is, is about 49. And, 49. Yeah, yeah. It, it's good fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's called cool. an interesting um, age group because I've done a lot of 
um, fitness stuff with that age group. Um, mm. Very loving age group. Yep. Great to work with. Yeah. Um, also, interesting time to get into fitness yep. or get back into fitness. And yes. we'll have some questions to go through here. So if um, people are watching in that age group or mm. maybe if you take some notes when you get to that age group, it might help you out. <laughs> so, um, so let's kind of, we'll get to know a little bit more about you. So just tell me a little bit about what you like to do when you're training. What's a bit more of your, like, I suppose, yeah, what's your training background in fitness? Uh, background, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, how far you want to get back? Oh, well, let, let's go. Let's go the last like, you know, two years or something like that. Right. two, three years. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So um, my focus for the last couple of years, personally, has been more around longevity and um, just moving better and, and um, training for long life. You know, okay. I've had kids and. And stuff like that in the last few years so my training goals have evolved since before kids and, and that sort of thing um, where it was just mainly sort of fat loss because I was an overweight sort of kid we'll yeah, get yeah. into that later yeah definitely. Um, and then it kind of went performance for, for events and yeah. for half marathon and that That's sort of right. thing yeah. um, and now it's just for lifestyle yeah yeah, yeah. yeah lifestyle so I can be like the clients that I've got, you know, in their seventies and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. are still running around with their grandkids and and that sort of thing. So mm. I see my clients now, and me being quite younger than them, <laughs> um, it's a, it's it inspires, right? Yeah, yeah, it inspires me to be able to do what they can do when when I'm their age. So yeah, yeah. That's my sort of background and focus at the moment, really. That's good. Yeah, I feel like when you get to that age, um, I mean, you know, kind of can't painting people with broad brush, but mm. I suppose like, you know, when you get to more, if your values become more around family and mm. centered around that, I suppose it's more about, less about performance, more about just having the energy Correct. to get the more, most out of your life, that sort yep. of thing. So um, let's talk about a bit, because uh, you've done, you know, obviously being a PT, how long have you been a B PT roughly? About five years, maybe. Um, yeah, about that. Okay. About that. Um, I was sort of, in the health and lifestyle coaching arena before that for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Um, and then went through my own health journey and yeah, yeah. helped my friends, family out before I was qualified. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that sort of that stuff. That old story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, including my own journey coming up to almost 10 years, I guess. Ah, okay. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. And what, um, so let's talk specifically, I suppose, like from your training in the gym and stuff like that. Have you had many issues personally with um, injuries or issues like in your uh, body one? Uh, I've been pretty lucky um, yeah. to a degree. Yeah. When I was training for half marathon, uh, I did get an injury come up in, in the bottom of the leg and that sort of thing, which was a herniation okay. um, down there. Yeah. So something that's quite rare and, and that sort of thing. So you wouldn't see it traditionally with most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't had many real setbacks or okay. no major injuries, you know, no surgeries, all that sort of stuff. So personally, that side of things, I've been pretty lucky. Mm. Um, and I, I've learned to listen to my body, I think. So, you know, when I have felt something coming on, it's about, okay, assessing what's happening, taking that step back to say, you know, have I put too much load on too soon? Am I training too often or am I doing this certain thing too much or whatever? And, and just 
making sure that we're not you know, pushing that limit too much per se, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Those are those actually some really good questions to ask yourself. So <laughs> definitely. Probably, um, I think most of us are probably asking those questions, um, mm. but we don't listen to them. So. Correct, yeah, definitely. Um, but in saying that, you know, I'm currently dealing with a wrist injury at the moment. Um, so a few weeks ago, I took my group hiking, or one of my other coaches took our group hiking. I tagged along, uh, slipped over, fell on my wrist. So that's been quite sore for the past few weeks. Um, so yeah, currently dealing with that injury. It's probably the worst I've had. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez, um, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, since my like, herniation on the, the yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah, crikey. Yeah, you're doing a lot better than me, man. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, yeah. So at least with your um, your injuries, like the wrists, it's um, you know you've got a story to tell a little bit, like how that's mm. happened. But yeah, yeah. yeah. My my past ones, there was no like I can't tell you any good stories. It was just like, I used to go to the gym, you know, in my twenties, and I eventually got back pain. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. And I felt really old for uh, quite a big period of time. So, yep. you know, so it's, um, nah, you're doing really well then if that's the worst injury that you've had so yeah. far then. So, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't need that. You don't need that shit. Man, so. <laughs> that's it. So, um, cool, man. So look, let's, um, you know, you do a lot of group fitness. Um, do, you, do you call them boot camps? Um, no, we, we don't do boot camp. We yeah, steer yeah. away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a drill sergeant boot camp instructor. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably the most placid, calm PTs out there Definitely. in the park. Yep. Um, but yeah, we don't go to that boot camp style of training. It's yep. more, you know, uh, client focused and sort of we individualize things around the group. Whereas some traditional boot camps is like if you can't lift that tire, then there's no other option. <laughs> That's it. There's no smaller tires out there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, there's always an option. There's always an alternative that yeah. we can give our clients to make sure that they're not going to damage anything. And, you know, they're going to stop coming. So That's it. It's about looking after you know our, our members the best way possible. Um, we've got a timetable with specific classes. So you know, some of the boot camps out there, they've just got boot camp. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> um, so there's not much variety there. We've got the variety to mix things up. Yeah, as yeah. Well. Yeah, because I saw you got the boxing and you said you're doing video yoga and stuff like that yeah. too. Which is, you know, which it, is, um, yeah, great. Because I suppose the boot camp's um, a bit more of a buzzword for, you know, if you're in your 20s or 30s or something. Yeah. Get in there, get flogged and, yep. you know, feel great after. Mm. Um, is that great? Is that sustainable? That's another conversation. Yeah, so. yeah, there's nothing against them. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they're great for what they are. And yeah, yeah. For the certain people that enjoy them. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, um, yeah, great for conditioning and stuff like mm. that. Um, not something I'll sign up for, though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. But that's it. That's, um, so you won't see me in the, any of those anyway. So. <laughs> um, so I suppose when you, you're doing quite a bit of group fitness, you know, we talked a bit about the age group, talking like 50, give or take, mm. you know, just um, roughly speaking. So... Is there any particular, you know, when people are coming into there, is any like particular injury or issues that you feel like um, that people show up with or yeah. that you come into contact with? Yeah, we see a lot of shoulder issues, uh, a lot of hip issues, a lot of knee issues, yep. uh, back, you know, all, all the common sort of joints and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've had plenty of experience with most of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it, it's a case of 
you know, meeting them where they're at and, and just working the sessions and the, the program and the recommendations that we give off our timetable to those who need adjustments. You know, we've got sessions that we recommend, uh, which are our most low impact, low, low intensity classes yeah. for, for most people to come in on and just build that foundation. They're more our strength based classes. And then, you know, so once it's a bit more slow pace, sort of thing. Correct, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's, there's no impact really, there's no jumping, all that sort of stuff that you might see in some other group fitness classes. The most, the heart rate might get up is, you know, if we say do sort of high knees in the warm up, um, that's it. Okay. <laughs> you know, those. That sounds all right. Yeah, those sorts of classes. Um, are really good to build the foundation and then we can work around, you know, whatever issues they may have and, and sort of build things to hopefully help those those issues really. Okay, cool, cool. So I suppose just being about more just being a bit more progressive. Correct. And then getting them back in. So yep. um it's uh do you do you have to refer out, I suppose like if um uh do you have to like? Do you find that you're referring out to like other professionals to help out with these sort of things? Like, if we need to, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, if someone comes to us with with something that just isn't getting better, or, yeah, or uh, it's getting worse, or, or something's just not working, mm -hmm. then yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, if we've tried everything and, and it's out of our scope, then yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So I suppose you're getting quite a broad range of what people are rocking up with and then you're just doing, you know, the best way. I suppose like good, always good advice for that sort of stuff. Yeah, is starting out, starting slow and slowly ramping that up. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you're doing it, uh, like we spoke about the boot camp stuff, it's mm. quite, you know, it's pretty difficult to do that. So, yeah, yeah, 100% most times. So yep. it's, it's good that um, to actually have a group fitness place that offers that. Um, but I suppose if you do have an injury or stuff like that, is you've got to actually pick that class. Mm. So yeah, I mean I go through yeah. a full consult with anyone that uh, inquires with us, um, and it's it's about finding where they're at, finding what they're struggling with, and then giving them the recommendations into the type of class that would suit them. You know, um, we've had someone just start recently who I've just recommended just go into our yoga and our balance class so they can build some core strength and, mm. and that sort of thing before moving on to our uh, strength and toning class. And then after that, once they build the foundation, they might come across into our cross training class. Yep. Um, so that's just that progression through the timetable. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a pathway, then, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. yeah, so I just like yeah, I like the idea of getting you know some kind of um, assessment before you go mm. into the class and stuff like that. So I'm not really aware what how people run yeah these other places, but um, that sounds like a very good idea. Yeah, so, we always so. check where the clients are at. And, yeah, and make sure that we're not throwing them in the deep end yeah. too much. Yeah, definitely. So. Mm. Okay, cool, cool. So I suppose. We've um, I mean, you've been doing this for over three years now. So, what um, what are some like the common mistakes you see? Um, let's say someone who's inexperienced with training, they drop into a group fitness class, or they want to join up with you. Yeah. What What are some of the, the mistakes that you see them when they're they're in your classes or? Uh, yeah. yeah, probably number one is trying to keep up with the person next to them. <laughs> Very hard not to. It's, yep. Yeah, especially yep. if you're um. If you're a PT in a class, that's that's mm. um, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, definitely. 
Um, so yeah, definitely you know, not being able to pull themselves back when they need to. I'm a big believer in, you know, you don't have to train till you vomit and you don't have to train till it fucking hurts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed it. Am I allowed to swear? Swear all your life. <laughs> um, Mojo Master was on the first episode um, and he just totally blew off the swear meter or whatever you want to call it. So he, he really broke it in. So, <laughs> so say fuck, shit, whatever you want. So. <laughs> um, so we'll keep it real. Yeah, yeah, keep it real. Excellent. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's about just doing those sorts of things, really. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so you're just talking about just staying, you know, uh, trying to keep up with the person who's more experienced. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. just making sure that you're listening to your body and making sure that you're you're not pushing. You know, an inexperienced person sometimes doesn't know their limits and sometimes doesn't know um, what their body's feeling when they're doing it until the next day or, you know, two days later when they can't walk and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest, I guess, um, mistake, I, I guess if you want to call it, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is doing that. Um, the next thing is, is probably going too hard too soon with trying to do three, four, five sessions in a week from coming from nothing to, to stepping up to that level, it, it's not sustainable. Mm. And yeah, I'm big on sustainability and, and making sure that what they do now, they can see themselves doing in 10 years time. You know, it's about that sustainability as to um, finding that balance, really. Yeah, because I suppose when people rock up and they, um, you know, they're taking on too many classes, it's mm. well, you want them to be there for the next, you know, year and pass, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you've ever, you know, skipped lower body and you've done it, you know, four months, you, you skip it for four months, you go back at it again. Yeah. Man, you, you really, <laughs> you really regret it. You know? Yeah, 100%. That's definitely. Um, and it, it's, it's just about, you know, um, communicating with us as, as trainers as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we find that sometimes with new people is just not communicating things straight off the bat mm. and if something flares up or they get a niggle or something you know the, the best thing to do is let someone know yes, yeah. otherwise you know we don't know what's happening we can't read minds you know we're good but not that good no no, no one's <laughs> that good so that's right mm. so yeah communicating is, is a big thing okay. as well so we've um so suppose with people that you feel like um uh say if someone does pipe up like during the classes what, what's your what do you what do you normally like for someone who's like oh, i don't want to pipe up what usually happens when they do pipe up and let you know uh, nothing really out of the you know ordinary <laughs> um you know we'll, we'll have a little chat to them and and see what's going on and you know get them to do an alternative if, if that's the um you know where they're at if, if they can't do a push-up that's fine. There's always another option mm. to to work a similar pattern of movement or muscle or or whatever. You know, there's always different options. And that's what we say is, you know, don't be scared to pipe up. Don't be scared to speak up. And don't feel, I guess, um, separated or you know from the group if we give you an alternative because you're there. You showed up. You're you're doing better than 
however long ago when you weren't showing up and, mm. and you're doing better than the person on the couch that, that isn't there at all. You know, you've showed up. There's other options. There's, there's yeah, so many different options. Definitely, man. That, that's, that's what I love, love about this industry. So, so yeah. many different ways to, you know, do any exercise or work certain muscles. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like the idea you've got to, you know, if they're here, mm. you know, don't try to be that fuck and just meet them where they are or yep. meet yourself where you are is probably more thing. And then just slowly, you know, just increase the load or progressively yep. get better. Yeah. Um, that's usually, you know, that's how you get better at things rather than you start here and you try to jump four or five levels. Yeah. You know, you fall back down and you can't yep. hurt yourself. So. Yeah. It comes, comes back to the whole, you know, climbing a ladder thing. You try and skip a few runs on the ladder, you're going to get pretty burnt out pretty quick and it's not going to be sustainable. No, no, that's it. So, <laughs> fitness is a long game. Yeah. The end, that's it. So. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. All right, cool. So, I suppose like, um, so let's say if you, so talking about somebody's like very inexperienced who hasn't done fitness before, what about you get those people that might have been like, you know, they're coming to back to fitness, right? And maybe as a younger kid in their 20s, they were like a footy player or they loved playing sport. They were like really fit. And now it's been like, you know, I don't know, like 20 year break or something and they're coming back to fitness. Yep. Um, is any, well, is any advice that you'd give to that, that person that's kind of coming back into it? Yeah, exactly the same as the other Probably one. The same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't keep up with the person next to you. Yep, yep. Um, you know, they're, they're people that will try and keep up yep. and if you're trying to keep up with one of our more experienced members then you're going to have a hard time <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah just just listen to where your body's at and, and listen to those niggles and, and ask some of those questions that i mentioned earlier of yourself it, yeah it, it's just about realizing that you're not 20 years younger for one and you know things take a little bit longer to recover and things don't feel like they probably do in your mind yep. from 20 years ago. So yeah, it's just a case of, um, yeah, listening. And Matching it. Yeah, 100%. Cool, cool. All right, cool, cool. Cool, man. So let's, um, we'll kind of, we'll go back a little bit because we, we said a few things where we're like, oh, we'll go into that bit deeper. So we kind of have to now. So, <laughs> so um, that was the promise. So um, kept them hanging. We can't, we, well, <laughs> you know, they probably switched off now. When <laughs> so it's only the movement therapy podcast. So, so, but um, tell us a little bit, um, I suppose a good question is, tell us the, like, how you got into the fitness in industry in the first place. Yeah, cool. Um, so depending how far you want to go back, I guess, yeah. you know, there's probably a few triggers there. Mm-hmm. But I'd say my biggest one, the biggest reason would be, you know, being a teenager and being overweight and, and always feeling like the last in PE class and, and not wanting to go to the change rooms and get changed because I'd always be teased and, and bullied and all that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I guess there was that much pain there and that lasted all through high school into sort of, I guess, young adulthood, um, outside of school as well, was always having that insecurity about me, my body, all that sort of stuff. And that kind of 
led me to wanting to improve my health, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, I did what most teenagers did from a young age, is go out party and, and drink and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. So as, as a overweight teen, I felt like I had to be that kid that was always the wasted at the party and, and stuff like that. So I, I could be, you know, cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And wear that mask. And then when I got, you know, 18 and, and went clubbing and, and all that sort of stuff, it was, you know, um, partying, clubbing every weekend. And that led to, you know, drug use, alcohol abuse, all that sort of stuff for many years. And then got to about 25 and I just hit rock bottom. So, you know, we, we'd been out in a big band on New Year's Eve, um, just before my 25th birthday. And... I got to, you know, a couple of days before my 25th and I thought, fuck, what have I done in my life? I'm coming up to quarter of a century. You know, by now I should have had everything I wanted growing up and all that. Sort Terrible of fear. Yeah, I didn't have anything that I aspired to when I was a kid. And I kind of shut down and hit rock bottom. You know, um, that was years of, of dealing with depression and, and all that sort of stuff. And you know, that all stemmed from drug use and alcohol and, and not fitting in and being bullied and all that sort of stuff built up. So yeah, hit rock bottom. Um, yeah, contemplated ending it all right there uh-huh. over, over about a two day period of my deepest, darkest times. And then, um, yeah, I got to a point where I just said enough was enough and, you know, I felt like I still had something to prove and I still had to make myself proud and my family proud as well of, of me and, and what I can do in my life and achieve. So, yeah, that was kind of a, a, a snap or, you know, a click in my brain to say I am capable of more, I've just got to do the work. You know, I am able to do these things that I aspired to if I put in the work. So yeah, that was my turning point. Um, just after my 25th birthday, I really started to get things on track. You know, uh, I quit drinking, drugs, partying, uh, left my partner at the time and just, yeah, delved into the personal development world. Wow, that's okay. when I came across Mojo. Um, yeah, probably about eight years ago nine almost, somewhere around that. Mm-hmm. And that was just after my rock bottom point where I uh, needed it the most as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I did, did his events and I've done many of his events over the past you know, eight, nine years, which have just blown my whole perception of the world and possibilities and you know, uh, self-belief and all that sort of stuff to allow me to, to be here today doing what I do and helping others um, and, and really just loving what I do. No, that's, that's incredible, man. Like, yeah. um, yeah, it's definitely been quite, cause I remember you telling me a story when we were at, um, the ice bath event. Yeah. And I was just immediately thought, I, I remember when I came home, I was just telling my girlfriend about this story and I was like, you know, I love this guy. It's like, just like, um, yeah, I just love hearing those stories where you think, you think it's the end. Yeah. But then something just brings you back up. I don't know what it is, but 
it's um yes yeah, incredible so yeah and by the way if you've got you here in the rain it's just starting to pour down and we are in a tea shed right now so i'm hoping that uh, my voice is coming through but um you have to ignore the rain okay so but um yeah man that's just so i suppose like um you know when, when you're in that like that real bottom and you feel like you can't go down any lower what do you um because it was um i suppose that it was like from you going from you know that real bottom bit to like when how long did it take for you to feel like i'm actually you know i'm on the up like you're like oh i'm actually doing things in my life but what would like just yeah, give people an idea it takes a while right you know so it did yeah it did but i mean this all happened january of the year yeah you know like i said after the new years and you know, my birthday is seven days after New Year's, mm-hmm. so um, it happened at the start of the year. My first Mojo event was mid-February that year, so a bit over a month later, and that opened my world up, you know, the possibilities, and opened a massive can of worms of what, what I could do. So I think that was something that accelerated that process a bit. Okay. You know, obviously I was still going through my shit, going through my journey and my struggles and that sort of thing. Um, but funny you say that, I found my old journal from that year. Oh, wow. Uh, Journals are great, by the way. Yeah, so. only a few weeks ago we found that. Um, and I was going through, so each month I would reflect on the, the month that had been and, and see what I had achieved mm-hmm. for that month. And I was looking through all my achievements and, you know, they weren't groundbreaking achievements or anything like that. but they were what I needed at the time to reflect on, to say, I am achieving something. Because prior to that, I felt like I hadn't achieved anything. You know, I was just a drop kid in a, in a toxic relationship and, and not where I wanted to be. Um, so celebrating those small little achievements every single month kept spurring me on, I think. You know, I'd, like, going. Yeah, I'd write down, you know, one month without a drink. You know, lost however much weight or whatever, because that was when I was going through still losing weight and still my journey of, of losing weight and that sort of thing. Um, you know, going for walks and waking up at five thirty and, and going for a walk before work and, and that sort of thing was an achievement for me. Those things spurred me on and, and kept me going. I think. Mm-hmm. So I think by six, month six or something that year. Uh, you know, I've lost 12 kilos. I was, I hired my first PT in that time as well. Um, yeah, so I hired someone to help me on my journey. Definitely reaching out is, that's, yeah. that's like, because I suppose you had that, um, you know, you had the event that happened in January and then you went to, you reached out to someone like Mojo and whatnot. Yeah. That's, um, that, I mean, that's quite hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't care what it is, whether it's because you've got shoulder pain or, you know, you've got something going, you know, mental health in your life. Just, you know, admitting that there's a problem that needs to get help and you need someone else outside of you to help, that is, um, is huge. And when you actually do it, like, things just start to, yeah. start to happen really quickly. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, so in the PT, so just helping more of the, obviously, upping your fitness and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, definitely. Or? So, you know, I, I dabbled in the gym and stuff like that before I hit rock bottom and, and that sort of thing, just with mates and had no idea what we were doing. Um, 
and then obviously once I realized that I did need help and I did need that extra eyes on, on what was going on and, and that sort of thing, allowed me to step into hiring my first PT to PT me and, and help me learn and, and you know progress where I was at to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a good learning process and, and learning curve to say, you know, it is okay to ask for help. And I'd always been the person who wouldn't ask for help. I'd always been the person who would shut down and hide my emotions and hide everything internally. And I wouldn't reach out. I wouldn't, you know, say anything to anyone really. Mm -hmm. That would be me. And in the end, it kind of just boiled up and, you know, that led to my rock bottom and, and everything kind of compounded on on top of one another to, yeah, almost end it all. Yeah, yeah, and kind of gave you no, no, no choice but to... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I suppose, I mean, you know, the what you try to talk about with these things is stop people getting to that point. Yep. But, um, I mean, sometimes that's what it takes. So yeah, I understand. So right. I... I'm a big believer in everyone has to learn their own lessons. Oh. You know, as coaches, we can tell people what to do and that sort of thing, but they're never going to do it unless they know why or they learn their lesson. Sometimes the hard way, sometimes the easy way. Some people have to learn the hard way, and that was me. Yeah, and I had to learn the hard way to say, is this all that I've got and, and that sort of thing, you know, big slap in the face and kick up the butt. Mm. That's it, that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a big believer everyone has to learn their own lessons, sometimes go through shit before reaching out or asking for help. But ideally, I don't want anyone to get to that place. I don't want anyone to be in that dark, dark place where I was at. If I can stop someone getting there, awesome. You know, whether that's through exercise or just you know lifestyle or whatever, just if we can, um, you know, still teach people the lessons, but not let them get to that point. Yeah, that especially would, that would be my ideal world. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I mean, especially if you don't, um, you know, if you're too, you know, because you've got your rock bottom here. If they stop like two levels before that, yeah, I think that's extremely helpful for people. Like, 100%, yeah. I mean, you might think that that. You know, like, well, if that never happened, you know, you wouldn't be where you are mm. now. You wouldn't have the experience and stuff. But you wouldn't be like, oh, I w- you wouldn't choose to do that. You, no. no one would choose to do that. <laughs> like, it's like, um, you know, but you do, you just, the whole idea of like going into it, you know, you're always told these things, you know, what it's like, all this, you know, watch videos, hear people talk about it, but not until you're there and then you're feeling it. It's um, it's completely different, man. So it's like the magnitude of the the lesson is just like ten x. Yeah. Sort of. So yeah. and that that just stays with you for life. So yeah. But it's also great to bring it up because like we were talking before, like um, outside of this is like you often forget. Yeah. That these things happen to you, and you feel like oh, I've always been you know fit, or I've always done this and that. And like you gotta come if you come back to it, you remind yourself where you've come. You know, stay you know smell the roses, so to speak. It's um you know, pretty powerful yep. to be able to do that. So. Yeah, and we all face our own challenges at, at different levels and, and you know, we always will. There's no getting away from that. And I think that's where I 
used to try and avoid challenge and avoid failure and, and those sorts of things, which in the end led to the biggest challenge of my life, and the biggest failure of my life, where I, I had to learn from. <laughs> yeah, 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 it culminated. Yeah, I always avoided them, which just culminated and added up to that big point. Um, so yeah, it, it's quite ironic, but yeah. That's the way the world works, isn't it? <laughs> like you got that little shoulder pain there, and you're like, no, no, I want to keep, I want to keep bench pressing, right? It's like just keep ignoring, ignoring. It will go away itself. Gets worse. Keep ignoring it. Yeah. Eventually turns into a monster, and then you can't move your arm or something. Yeah. And then you've got to do something about it. So it's only a problem when it's a problem. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah like I said, very ironic, but <laughs> that's how the world works, man. So yeah. Cool, cool. Um, let's just tie that all off because you, you've, there's a lot to unpack on that. So. Um, so you've quite, we've gone through you know quite a bit of adversity in your young years, right? Is anything like you you starting a business? You're obviously going through different challenges. You know, obviously not at that magnitude now. Is there any um, things that you use now to get you through those those challenges of you know growing your business or in your fitness or like is any of these go to things that you always come back to? Yeah, definitely. So reaching out for help, definitely number one. Um, you know, I've got my own PT, Sedzi, who was on. Oh yeah, that's right. He was on, on your podcast previously. Episode. That's um, a good plug. I like it. So, yeah, so he's, he's my PT. There, there you go. That's it. Um, and you know, I've got my own business coach and and own mindset coach and um, marketing and, and all those sorts of things for different areas because I know uh, people specialize in different areas and different things. So I can learn off them and, and leverage off them what they have learned and what they've failed at so that I don't fail at the same things or, you know, go through those same processes. It's the exact same for, you know, my clients and members is, you know, um, they might have similar challenges and similar struggles to what I had. So I've got the experience where I can help them through that. Um, so it comes down to reaching out for help, um, mindset stuff as well. So I underestimated the power of mindset prior to going through my rock bottom and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, I still have my mindset challenges and, you know, I'm not 100% every single day because no one is. No. So it's about asking good questions at the right times. Um, so it comes back to using what I've learned as well. You know, the tools that I've learned around mindset business fitness whatever is is you know it's all great to have that knowledge in your head but if you don't use it what's the point of having it yeah i'm yeah totally <laughs> all over it and if, if you stop using that sort of stuff you start to become a bit rusty oh yeah with that sort of thing so um you, you definitely don't want to you know we've all had those in instances where we've become overconfident yeah in what we're doing and yeah. we stop coming back to the basics where that's like i don't need to work on my form mm. um you know those thoughts in my head don't really matter or you know i can i can eat a little bit more food than usual and i won't put on the weight sort of thing it can can stack up yes um and then you've got to come back to basics anyway so yeah that's, that's the thing you know don't discount the basics Everyone wants the, the magic bullet or the, the new fan, fandangled shiny object shiny, yeah. and, and that sort of thing, but the basics work and don't discount the basics. If something sounds simple, then it's probably going to work. 
<laughs> if something sounds too complicated or over complicated, it's probably not going to work because you're probably going to get overwhelmed and think, which way do I go? What do I do? Um, so that's something I've had to learn as well is to simplify things. Um, you know, a good thing that I go by myself is, um, you know, it can be simple, but it, it might not be easy. There's a big difference between simple and easy. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah, it's just about checking in on those things. And like I said before, the, the levels of challenge change. So for my own fitness, all that sort of stuff, that's changed the challenges around that. Business, you know, keeping up with business, keeping up with the family. It's all just different challenges which require different um, tools, I guess. Yeah. And, and questions. Yeah. Different skills. Yeah, 100%. So seeking help. Helps. Yeah, definitely. That's um because I suppose yeah you get to a certain you know different certain challenges and they require certain skills. And I'm just talking mm. regardless of everything. Like you've just spoken a bit about you were all about performance at one point. Yeah. Certain set of skills are great for increasing performance. Yeah. You know you're injured or something like that's happening in your life where that's mental health. You need certain skills for that. Yeah. And that's how you build your repertoire of tools and I suppose you just become a better person. Yeah, more balanced and overall better. Yeah, in general, right? So wherever that's been, this mental health, mm. physical, da, 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 that sort of thing. So cool, man. All right, cool. I think we've got. Um, so glad I had you here, man. So um, really glad I asked that question. How you got into the fitness industry? Because I really wanted to go a bit more deeper into you know who Glenn is and where mm. he's come from. So um, really great we got that out of here. So that's awesome. So. Um, I think we should just wrap things up, man. So thanks heaps for coming on again. Thank you. Thanks for so, having me. Thanks for watching. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so what? Um, so thanks heaps. So just let people know where they can find you, like plug your website and you know where they can find you on the, on the internet. So internet. So sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, easiest way is just to search my name. I'm probably the only one in the world that I've found online. Um, so yep. it's pretty easy to find me personally. So Glenn Lohman. Yep. yep. Um, so, I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes or something. Yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah, your name, your face and everything will be yep. all over it. So, yeah. um, so Brighton Group Fitness and PT is my business. We are based in Brighton, South Australia. Um, like I said before, we do outdoor, local parks, go to people's houses, you know, use their backyards, whatever, and, and kind of help people where they need to be really. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's probably the easiest way. Yep, yep. What, what's your Instagram handle? Instagram, just Brighton underscore group underscore fitness. <laughs> if you good. search for Brighton Group Fitness, you'll find that. Probably pop up anyway. Yeah, yeah right, website, brightongroupfitness.com.au. Yep. Cool. Yeah, all the normal things. Just search up on Google's yep. and it'll come to me or the business. That's it, all good. All right, yep. again, thanks once again, Glenn. So. That's it for the Movement Therapy Podcast. My name's Adam, and I help you return to the gym and stay there.